This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. Am I gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, oh, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? I am the League of Shadows. I am here to fulfill Raza Ghul's destiny. Oh, good for you. Theatricality and deception. Powerful agents to the uninitiated. What the fuck are you doing? Let the games begin. Citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Shadows. I'm Dave Michaels, and I'm Brian Betts, and we are the Caped Podcasters. It's like Yoda now. I yeah. Yoda at the end there. It starts to get into Caped kind of podcasters. A, we are yeah, a grovery kind of region there toward the end. Yeah, he's the garbage can one, right? The Sesame Street. You know better than that. I do know better than that. Come on, man. Today we're talking The Dark Knight Riser, finishing up this Christopher Nolan up Dark Knight trilogy. trilogy. It's the third one. One, two, three. We got a returning guest. It only felt right to bring him back. Yeah. He joined us on the journey. We wanted to finish the journey with us. It's just Kevin. Welcome back, bud. Thanks for having me again. Did you watch Batman Begins yet? Nope. nope. I was going to ask right. the same nope. question. Well, I watched in the middle of the episode last time, remember? That's we right. did the pause break and I watched it. He watched it very quickly. What was your favorite part? All of it. Good answer. Cop out. That's the. Uh, yep. I like it. <laughs> oh, it's sort of like this movie. If we're going to talk cop outs. Oh boy. The only Coming thing that hot. was less of a cop out than this movie was Kevin Smith's cop out with Bruce Willis and that was Sean the movie Scott. that was called Cop Out. Yeah. Right. There's someone else in that. I don't remember who it was. That's not important right now, though. We're talking Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Brad guy, what'd you think of this one? I don't hate it. Okay. I know some people might, but I don't. Here's what I think. It's a good superhero movie. It might not hold up to the rest of the trilogy. That's pretty fair. Kevin, what did you think of it? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I think I remembered enjoying it a little bit more. I'd agree maybe. with that. Um, but I thought there's a lot of good parts to it. That's fair. Dave, what did you think of it? As Brian knows, I had a weird day today. We're recording this the day that our, our Dark Knight episode came out. Yep. And in our Dark Knight episode, I said, I remember really liking this movie. And a few of my friends actually texted me saying, wait, I remember you saying how much you hated this movie <laughs> over and over again. Again, that was the only time I seen it in the theaters. I saw Batman Begins followed by The Dark Knight, followed by The Dark Knight Rises. So all three straight in a row is a really long day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really hate this movie. Hate. Yeah. Hate's a strong word, Dave. But yeah. I really, really, really don't. I don't hate it either. No, because it's one of those things of where I don't even think it's a good movie. I think it's an actual bad movie. Really? Yeah. And I think that this movie plays tricks on you in a lot of ways. Because, yeah, there's a lot of people who fanboy over this movie. Well, they fanboy over Dark Knight, and therefore you fanboy over this. Yeah. But I think that you kind of get all, I don't know, you get manipulated in this thing a lot. Definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah. But there's so much wrong with this that this movie's almost unforgivable for having a master like Christopher Nolan behind it and him just to, this is just lazy. Everything about this is lazy and convenient and 
I don't understand why it took four years to get another movie out. I understand he dove on the inception after he wrote the script for this thing. Yeah. And then he came back to it and it shows, it shows that it feels like it's like an empty movie. His heart's not in this thing at all. Don't you feel like uh part of it was kind of ripped away? Cause was his plan originally to have the Joker continue into movie three? His original plan was to have Harvey Dent continue into movie three. Right. And then they, they took that away. Yeah. And then he decided he didn't want to go. Well, they actually wanted the Riddler to be the villain for this one. And Chris Nolan said, no. Because it had been done before or just because no, he didn't feel it? Felt because the, felt they the felt tone. like they already did it in a way, like in a, in a psychological way, where you just had the Joker who you cannot trust, yada, yada, right. all that stuff. Right. But he wanted a physical, physical threat. Yeah. He wanted someone who can actually get in there and kick some ass and go mano a mano with the bat because no one's been able to do that yet. Right. And I like the choice of Bane. Same. I... Oh, man, this movie feels so forced. It's ridiculous. And I know me and Brian have a rule where don't get too negative. Yeah. I got bad news for you guys tonight. It's going to be my goal to make you hate this movie. I can't wait to go on this it's journey with you. personal goal where I want you to come out of this thing and go, man, that's a that's a pile of, of dookie. Today on, the dookie night rises. Today on Negative Nancy watches a movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, I don't. I, when was the last time I did this? When was the last time I, I really, really hated something? Probably it should have X-Men. been Green Lantern. Right, X Men, I really did hate. Maybe X- parts of it I hated. A lot of it I hated. X two, I hated the first half. Zoom. Does that count? It wasn't for us. This was for us. Zoom wasn't for us. You're right. Uh, huh. Incredible Hulk. That was so long ago, though. Yeah, but I usually have Push. respect for things. Didn't watch it. You did. You said it was fine. <laughs> no, I usually have respect for a lot of movies, but this one I feel like the bar is set so high that people want to reach it. This movie doesn't get close to it. It feels like yeah. it's like it's all in your heads if you like this thing. And I feel like it falls under like the I'm gonna call it the Quantum of Solace approach. Have you ever seen Quantum of Solace, James Bond? No. It comes after Casino Royale? I saw it. Yeah, it's Do I remember anything about completely it? Completely forgettable. No. And a lot of people say, yeah, it's garbage. It's terrible. But then a lot of people say if you watch it right after Casino Royale, it makes a ton of sense and it's a pretty good movie. Hmm. But I feel like people are so I guess the wolves pulled over their eyes with the Dark Knight. That when the Dark Knight rises comes, you're tricked. Like, I'm I not feel, calling people dumb dumbs because they like this thing. You like what you like. I feel like that's it, fine. It might be a different, uh, like the complete opposite of the Quantum of Solace effect, though. I think this movie gets better the more removed you have you are from the Dark Knight. Do you think so? I think so. Why? Because there's no connective tissue between the two movies other than Harvey Dent. And also, that's a l- very loosely connected thing. Yeah. Dark Knight has like a gravitational pull to it. I mean, you know, the gravity of way people look at that movie, how they view that movie, the reception it's gotten. Sure. Well, this it's going to get... instantly bring anything else down when you're trying to compare it against it. Right. Right. And, but this is already by having almost the exact same title has a certain expectation when you go into it. By being a part of the same trilogy, it has the same expectation. Right. How you just put together two masterpieces and then... Chris Nolan didn't even want to come back for the third because he's like, you know how third movies go in a trilogy. Godfather 3, not great. Back to the Future 3, it's fun, but it's only okay. Is that like a self-fulfilling prophecy, though? Is that really? You think maybe he thought that going in? I'm going to make the perfect third movie and only make it fine. Do you think that's, that's part of the problem? That's not what he did. Do you that's think that's part of the did. problem? <laughs> do you think that's part of the problem, though? What do you mean? That you have these expectations. You're building. Batman Begins was great. Dark Knight one-upped it. And then you're sitting there with a task to surmount that movie. I mean, all movies has, and then have hype. expectations, though. If you look at anything in the MCU, what was the last bad MCU movie? And really think about it. 
Probably Age of Ultron. I'm pretty sure it's and universally that's, agreed upon. That's I don't know if it's universal. I think it might be. A not. lot of people say Ant-Man, which is crazy. That's insane because Ant-Man's a great movie. I completely agree, but a lot of people say Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of people who didn't even see Ant-Man because they hate the premise of Ant-Man, though. So Because he's a little boy who gets big? Yep. Going into Ant-Man, I had no expectations, so it blew my mind based on me thinking, oh, this is a great guy's going to be an ant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd? I'll watch him for two hours. Yeah. It would better if he played a character called Crap Bag. Crap Bag? Bring his friend's character to life. That's my. That's actually my, my favorite Marvel superhero, Crap, Crap Bag. Bag? Yeah. The Adventures of Crap Bag. It's pretty great. You sit on doorsteps, let yourself on fire every now and then. Solid superpower. He called the shit poop. <laughs> called it poop shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're calling this movie shit. I am. I have a billion reasons behind it, though. Why don't we start off by talking about things that are good, though? Okay. I think that's, I think that's appropriate. Fair. That's fair. The whole premise of this movie, well, the whole theme of this movie is pain. Pain. Do you think it hits it? Yes. I think they nailed the pain theme. I mean, both physical, emotional, on so many different levels. And not just Bruce Wayne and Batman, but also Alfred. And you had the pain that Lucius Fox felt at some points. And you had even the antagonists. Were, were shown having pain. It's just very, they, they stuck to the theme. It's a very pain-heavy movie for it being peacetime, as they keep saying. They do keep saying it's peacetime. We're on the positives. I'm just saying that was an aside. Yeah, okay. Quick comment, okay. but that's what that was weird to me, about how you, you still have this feeling of pain. They're still celebrating Harvey Dent's death. Yeah. Not celebrating in the, woohoo! Right, celebrating, celebrating the, the pain way. Celebrating the, the mark he had on the city. Right. Right. Because he was a good guy. He was a good guy. To the very end. And when Batman killed him. Yes. And then Batman's knee apparently fell apart. Again. What do you mean again? Didn't he injure his knee in the last one at some point? I don't think so. Are these all melding together? I feel like he kind of just, this movie started and he's just walking around with a cane. He's got no cartilage left. And then they they brace that sucker. They do say it's been eight years since the last movie. So all of his cartilage has just left his body in eight years. Yeah. Just like in um, Kingdom Come. Totally different, because that's know. that's like 80 years. That's totally different. <laughs> Is it because he's not active as Batman that all those injuries are kind of catching up? Did you read Kingdom Come? No. Oh, all right. Took notes. Got real excited. Got, I got notes. <laughs> I took notes. Do you think this, they said, you know, he disappeared bat, the day Batman disappeared or whatever after he got chased away. Bruce Wayne, you know, they're gone for, he's gone for eight years. You figure he's locked away in his, you know, mansion that they rebuilt losing his cartilage in his knee yeah, yeah. well that's just mean, what he does you know the way it is we i mean you you have, Me a and surgery. You both have bad knees i get yeah, it we had but, knee surgery and, but you know, not to that extent but if you're not working it out yeah, but I mean, were you doing batman level stuff before would i tell you if i was that's Dave, where you go on tuesday were nights. you doing batman level stuff before if you were john blake you'd know already okay <laughs> <laughs> well yeah callback? i've seen that face in the mirror oh man <laughs> what else you like? What else you like about this thing? I like that they switched to New York City. I hated it. Did they switch to New York they City? They did. This movie is such a New York movie. It's ridiculous. It looks but like... the nice part is that it blends very seamlessly with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which is interesting. Say, it seems like a Pittsburgh but movie. both of them, not Chicago. Not Chicago. Not even close. All three cities now look different. All three Gothams in these movies look entirely different. Yeah. Old producer Emma Thomas said the they decided to do it in Pittsburgh to emphasize Gotham's immense size. So it doesn't look the same because that's how big Gotham's supposed to be. And uh, and because they literally shot every inch of Chicago is what she says. But 
Shoot it again. It's called world building. You built the world. Right. Go back. Go back to that world. Why would why would you, why would you a different change world? the world? It's been eight years. Gotham's cleaned up, Dave. I think having New York around the corner from us and being so familiar with New York, it was distracting. Yeah. Not in like an Avengers way because Avengers is supposed to be New Being York. Be New York, right. Like I have issues suspending my disbelief on this being Gotham. It's also confusing when you have like Gotham, but then you they're also talking about real cities around the world. It's like, at what point does... That's just DC for you, though. It's like, hey, we're going to Milan, but also Gotham. There's no New York. But also Shoe Town. Shoe City. Do you think it would have been better? cities, usually. You think oh, it would have okay. been better if they just kind of t- chose one of those towns, one of the three, and just said, this is Gotham. New York does not exist. It's always been Gotham and stuck with it. Or well, they didn't say, they they didn't well, say I'm just this saying. was New York. They said that this is Gotham, but right. when you look around, you're like, that's New York. It's New York. That's <laughs> so New York. You're on the Queensboro Bridge for a lot of the movie. It's an iconic <laughs> bridge. And they're like, no, we slapped bridges up on the west side of the Manhattan, too. So they fooled you. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. No, the Gotham Stock Exchange is actually across the street from the New York exactly. Stock Exchange. Exactly. So it's and not And Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward clearly play for the not New York Whatever these guys are, right. the football team. The, the Gotham Rogues. Is that what they are? Yes. Ah. They clearly play for that. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the CEO of uh, Legendary Pictures? Sure. Owns the Steelers. Hey, how about that? So They didn't even hide the Heinz Field in that. Oh, no, in no. That Not at all. The stadium. Is the movie a victim of it, you know, getting too big? Like you said, you have, the, you have literally the Pittsburgh Steelers in the movie. You have... Like, all these people that want to make cameos and be part of the movie, the media being involved, and obviously the hype around it. I think the hype around it also, it does involve Heath Ledger about how we're going to redo this. It's kind of like what Star Wars faced after Carrie Fisher passed. Yeah. Of like, how are you going to do this? And then in this one, they just said, we're not. Yeah, we're just Just simple. It's a whole world out there. We don't need to go back to that well. Yeah. But when you say, is this movie too big? I actually think it is too big. I think the star power in this is insane. Yeah. This cast... Would be fucking phenomenal if they were in different movies. <laughs> because <laughs> the, when you're all together, it's kind of distracting. Yeah. Like, I don't see, point you're like, I don't see John Blake. I see Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. And he's doing work in this thing. He is. I actually like him quite a bit. He, yeah. He, I feel like he's more so the main protagonist than Bruce Wayne. Completely agree. But I also have issues with Christian Bale because I see Christian Bale. Yeah. I need him to slap some makeup on or slap on 100 pounds or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Be- become Dick Cheney. Please. Do you think Anne Hathaway was a little bit better than Maggie Gyllenhaal as a female character? Miles better. I would absolutely agree. Miles I think that she's better. a great she's Catwoman. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And I like role. how- So when we're talking about positives, yeah, that's obviously one of them. I think that she is one of the best parts of this movie. Yes. Because, man, Catwoman's a tricky, tricky character. Very. Michelle Pfeiffer crushed it as Catwoman. But you have to have that give and take with her. You kind of never need to know what side she's on, but right. always kind of lean. She's the good guy. Like, I hope you're good. The you whole have time, to kind of yeah. lean because you have to have that bit of trust yeah. with Bruce Wayne. And I think in this one, they capture that big time. He keeps saying, I think there's more to you than yeah. there is to you. Yeah. Like he really. He's detecting. He's he not. Dete- he's he, not. De- he doesn't do any of that. Oh, I think he's movie. detecting his yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does, he does more detecting than he does in uh, Dark Knight. And I have. Uh, I would notes. say he does equal amount because he does at the beginning of it when he's in the Batcave. Bat yeah, and I even wrote he detects. Yeah, I wrote okay. I wrote detective work in Batcave. In the Batcave, yeah, he, he finds out all about Selena Kyle. I did love the uh, line in the Batcave though when they asked if they saw a giant alligator in the sewer. I like that a lot. That's a that's a wink. 
Yeah, it's kind of like Ding. the, hey, you should use your real name, Robin. Oh. I almost went blind from winking. <laughs> when they filmed that, on the day, they didn't even have him say Robin. They dubbed it in later. Or her, whoever says the line. The lady. Yeah. Because they didn't want it to leak. That's the line you don't want to leak. Yeah. It's a trilogy. You're not going to go forward with this thing. Right. Why not just right. fuck it? Go for it. So I was uh, obviously, uh, like you said before, that um, we're recording this on the day of the Batman. The Dark uh, Dark Knight. Uh, re- episode the first released. Batman movie not to have a Batman in the name. Truth. So uh, as I was watching the movie this time. This and, is the second. And, uh, you know, our gripes with the last movie where it lost its few points was parents. Do you feel, and they kind of led to it in this way, Alfred as kind of like a grandfather figure to Bruce and the, and the emotional <laughs> conversations he kind of has with him? I think. Definitely some sort of yeah. surrogate of, of sorts, but he was also grown when he kind of reconnected with Alfred. Yeah, no, I thought Michael Caine was crushing it in this I movie. I think he does the best acting in this whole movie. He actually makes you feel something. Absolutely, like, especially at the oh, end. the Ooh. end at the funeral? Ooh. Like, I even said, all Google. right, Michael Caine just broke me. And I know that, yeah. that Bruce is alive. <laughs> yeah, and that cafe scene at the end, he completely broke me. Both of them did Both in of that them. one. That was so, and I love how Anne Hathaway, they just have her being oblivious to it because it's like, yeah. it's not hers. She doesn't know. It's her. Yeah. I actually, all right, so since I told you I only watched this once, yeah. I wrote down a list before I watched it again okay. of what I remembered. Sure. So just- Let's hear what you remembered. It wasn't much. I had Plane Crash, Limp, Catwoman, Bane, Football Stadium, uh-huh. Pit, Broken Back, Batwing Chase, Fight on Steps, Bomb, question mark, Cafe, Plot Holes. So did you remember the Liam Neeson cameo? No. What did you think of that? It was there for sure. Yep. It was there. It happened. Yeah. Uh, he had a really good line how he said, there's lots of ways to be immortal. Yeah. And I was like, uh, look, at, there's a I lot. Wanna, I want to explore that a little bit. That's interesting. <laughs> Everything, every time that the first two movies didn't wink, this one made up for it with two winks. 100%. This 100%. This whole movie is just like Brian's winking. hard Audio twitching. Medium. Brian's winking. Just a lot. He's still going. A lot. Still going. Just, yeah. It's uh ding, 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 ding. Like, like, like Vegas. When yeah. You hit a jackpot. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. There's another cameo that I really liked. Which one? Thomas Lennon. Oh, that's fun. Isn't it? That's fun. It's just new boot scooting. <laughs> Anytime he shows up, I'm like, ah. He's the best. Why is he wearing such long pants in this? Uh, he's terrific. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his. He's so much fun. Uh, one thing that was, I, w- I wouldn't say a bad thing or a good thing per se, but something Neutral that was- a thing. A thing. A little, a little distracting for me because I kept like looking at it and Distracting and is usually not a good thing. Is, is, is Batman's cloak velour? That's what it looks like. I kept looking at it. I just, I guess the so contrast from the cape? suit. Yeah, his cape. Is it velour? It looks like it's like velour. Like the bat cape. Yeah, like not cape so much on the, the suit. Not so much the limpy robe. No, like the cape on his suit. Velour. It looked like it was velour. That's a comfy ass cape. C- good for Batman in his, in his age. He's like, you know what? Let's get Fuck comfy it. with this <laughs> suit. <laughs> Hugh Hefner, he threw on that smoking jacket. He was a new man. Sometimes new at the of end comfort. of a- End of a day of vigilante crime fight, and you just want to wrap yourself up in your cape and take a little nappy poo. Yeah, absolutely. And what better than a velour cape? That's sexy. And the mode would be like, yes, velour. Yeah, yeah. But also no capes. Uh, for villains, for sure. Speaking of villains. We should probably talk about Bane. Let's talk about Bane. Is Tom, he the villain of this movie? Tom Hardy. Is he the villain of this movie? He was up until like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Or they kind of just retcon all of that. Yeah. And they're like, hey, remember how badass this guy was? He's a pawn. 
None of that. Remember that? None of that. That was pretty irritating, actually. Because Miranda Tate. Because Talia, Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. She's actually pretty good. Surprise. She is She's actually, a good actress. She is very good. Um, she did the best that she had. She was like with. one month post-pregnancy in this movie. Can't tell. She's great. Amazing. They actually, Christopher Nolan postponed the production of this so she could have her baby and be in it. There you go. All right. He asked her in like 2010 if she would be in it. And she was like, well, pregnant. But she went on to Inception also, didn't she? Yeah, she was in Inception yeah. before this. Right. So she went from contraception to Inception to Dark Knight Rises. Right. <laughs> Got it. Right. Okay. Baby surprises, Dark Knight Rises. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but Bane. So stupid. <laughs> we we need to talk about, about the shadows. The shadows. Bane. The shadows. Bane. This is a bad impression. Let me do my real Bane impression. Oh, okay. We need to talk about the shadows. It's so weird. We need to un- yeah, I was born into it. Raised by it. Molded. Uh, it's just, it's just really shocking to me that this didn't get a nomination for, for sound design and, or, you know, mixing or. No, that's because, do you know his inspiration behind this? I do know behind his, this character? his inspiration. So then you know it. it's from the Muppet Babies. Yeah. The mother. Yeah. How. That's exactly what it was. I read that it was the Peanuts. Yeah, they're one of the same. It's all, yeah. No, it's actually uh, Bartley Gorman, an Irish traveler and undefeated bare knuckle boxer. Shouldn't have made fun of him. Is he dead? Uh, Yeah, he died in 2002. Oh, thank God. You're safe. You're safe. (laughs) Dave, what's that knock at the door? (laughs) Hello, it's Bartley. (laughs) (laughs) Not that threatened. Weirdly enough. I'm here to fight you, Dave. Now, I remember in the theater, I couldn't understand a damn thing that Bane said. I had trouble this time. And I in the Blu-ray, I feel like on. they cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I but know it's still insane. You know how we talked about how they released scenes early, this era yeah. of movies? They did that with this, and people were like, I can't understand a damn word that Bane is saying. Yeah. So they, they changed it for the release, and I, they might have cleaned it up even more for the Blu-ray, actually. You might be onto something there. What scene did they release? I'm assuming the opening scene, the plane crash? I think so. Okay. Christopher Nolan says that's the scene he's most ever proud of filming. That's the one? That's the one. Okay. It looks awesome. It does look awesome. Filmed it over Scotland. They had five days. He did it in two, which that's a filmmaking master right there at work. Uh, All the scenes he's done, that's his favorite? said that's his favorite. That's It's kind of crazy. At least his favorite action scene. Let's go with that. It's all practical. Yeah. Every bit of it's practical. Even when they drop the, the plane? Every bit of it. That's what I heard. They even had to get permission to do a plane drop. I heard that they still used that plane for like another six months before it was broken. Did they? I'm uh, only going on what I read. I don't know. Which plane? The first one or the second one? Oh, that's true. It could have been. It's two planes. The yeah. fly one or the fall one? It could have been the fly one that, that broke down later on. I do appreciate that he does it practical, though, because just like in Dark Knight when he did the 18-wheeler flip, 18 wheeler flip. Oh, yeah. That they actually filmed that. We never talked no, about that. We should have talked we about should that. Because that was. It's cool. We did it. I mean, as far as effects go, that is one of the coolest I've ever seen. That was. It's up there. Yeah. It's way up there. What do you think of Tom Hardy? Oh, it's hard to say because it's so out there, the whole performance. Yeah. Is it any more out there than Killian Murphy and Scarecrow? I think it, I think it is a little bit. I think a little, it's a little farther, too. Yeah. How hard do you think it is to act with a giant mask over your mouth? 
how do you portray the emotions and the is he actually do you think he's actually speaking the lines know. when in, it's in the in the well, filming in, or is in, he just like going you see jerking his neck he's in. actually speaking the lines because yeah. you see his neck moving and his yeah. temples moving cuz sometimes like it doesn't look like it he's just kind of like it, sometimes it looks like he's staring for what is you can portray that type of emotion with the mask on because pulp fiction the basement scene with the gimp Ooh. how he's got the gimp mask on but you see the guy doesn't want to get fucked right he definitely does will. not want doesn't want yeah. that at all so you can do it the one thing that really bugged me uh, was when he was giving the speech uh, before the riot. Which? At, at the end, towards the end. Which? Guy gave more fucking speeches than Lincoln. I know. But he, like, after one of his lines, he literally sat there and his neck just went back and forth like a, like he was. Like a bobblehead? Like he was about to be, like, <laughs> finish him in Mortal Kombat. And he, like, literally <laughs> sat there and he's like, it was Spentality. painful. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. That was the one thing I'm like, Marilyn what the hell is he doing? just had a babality. He made interesting choices. That's what I'll yeah, say. I'd Tom say. Hardy made interesting choices. What do you think of the look? How about that? I love Let's the look. Let's go with the look. The, the look, look is badass. Cool. Yeah. All right. Dude. Now, yeah, now about built. the choices. What have they got the choices? Uh, first, the voice. Uh, it's nuts. It's it's so bonkers and out there, but you have to do something to set yourself apart from Heath Ledger. So I, I get it. But also just doing a regular voice, you would have been separated because- Sure. It's, just it's an iconic voice now, which it's is also crazy. It's also just but, so much louder, yeah. though. Just the decibel levels of him speaking yeah, in the movies. Yeah, true. He's pretty it's much like dubbed up. shouting. I think the, the sound mixing is fucking awful in this. And I even made a comment of, like, who the hell did this? Because you have some yeah. scenes with Bruce and Alfred talking, and you can't understand what Bruce is saying because he's doing, I'm whispering now. Oh, yeah. On the stairwell when yeah. he says, goodbye, Alfred. I watched this whole yeah. movie. I watched the movie kind of late at night, and I live in a place where my walls are not exactly soundproof. So I had my hand on the volume controls the entire movie. That's not a good sign. No. That's really bad sound mixing. I had to turn it up to like 40 to hear the quiet scenes and turn it down to 20 when action happens. I'm really not and all that And then the arrow hits though. the target, and you jump because so, it's a loud noise, yeah. and everything else is quiet and in that course, scene. That's Hathaway a great screams, intro. A real great, scream, yeah. and you're like, Oh, well, I didn't. Well, it's because she's a good actress. I'm not watching. Simple as that. She gets enough films down here, I swear, landlord. Not today, at least. Yeah. Not today. Not, not today. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the bat costume. Yeah. And I said something. Do you remember what I said I wanted in a bat costume? Nipples. No, that was Kevin. I'm still waiting. I wanted blue. Yeah. So when we got this scene with the unveiling of the statue, I was very happy. But do you see anything else in this scene? Looks like a smiley face. It does look like a smiley face. Almost like it's a little like wink. Nod to the Joker. To the Joker. They put a smile on it. They put, put a smile on that rotunda. They put a smile on that unveiling. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I just love that the blue looked like the cape and from the comics. And sure, sure. It made me very happy. Uh, one other thing I do like, we talked about emotional manipulation with this thing a little bit because it is just constantly oh, twisting the knife within absolutely. you or trying to at it least. It wants you to feel the same pain. It's trying awfully hard. But I do love all the stuff at the end of this movie. I think it just nails it. Yeah. Like, it's weird that a lot of this movie misses the target, but the end can still stick the landing, which is weird. That is weird. Especially because you have that moment where where Jim Gordon comes up and says, like, I never want to know who you are, but I want to know who's saving the city. Sometimes it's just putting a jacket around a boy who just found out his parents got murked in an alley, yeah. in crime alley. That sounds for just like a line. And they got shot and the pearls went everywhere, but... But they didn't because they, they went to the them. safe. Because I have them. And when I said I wanted to give Catwoman a pearl necklace, I didn't mean that type. But yeah, here word, we are. Word for word. Here we are. Word, word for word. And then he steps away and he goes in the Batwing and Wait, he goes, Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> I hated how, like, 
the Batwing closed up in that moment. We'll talk about the Batwing in a second. Okay. How it closed up and he steps back and then he goes, Bruce Wayne. And I kind of wanted him to have that moment of once he said that line of putting the jacket around him, whatever it is, I wish he said Bruce Wayne and Bruce kind of gives him like a knowing look and then it closes up and all that stuff. I think it would. Yeah, even it's just Christopher like a, Nolan, not going to tell you how to direct a movie or how to time things out, but. but oh, you have notes? <laughs> you have notes for Nolan? I would call him or I would email him, but you can't. Yeah. For he, a guy who is this far even have advanced in technology. Twitter or Instagram. Doesn't have a cell phone. Doesn't have an email account. I didn't know he doesn't have a cell phone. It's very well known he doesn't have a cell phone. But he's also yeah. broken. That's weirdly public knowledge. Broken two IMAX cameras. He How many assistants? He's got another one? How many assistants does he have? How many what? How many assistants does he have that answer phones that are tied to him? No, it's probably it just be his, somebody. It's probably just his brother. <laughs> oh yeah, John is always there, <laughs> writing scripts and answering his phone and answering calls. his phone yep. calls. You guys have any anything else that's really good about this movie? I mean, we kind of touched on it, but I, I actually liked the reading that Commissioner Gordon was doing at the gravesite. I did too. Yeah, I also like how he had the he had his kind of manifesto, his personal manifesto. He was going to read on Harvey Dent Day. Yeah, and then chose not to, and then. Bane and then, of course, Bane it. was like, I'm going to read this for you now. <laughs> Welcome to story time with Bane. You'd think somebody would just snipe the guy with all these speeches he's given. You got time. He you got plenty of time. Dan's <laughs> there forever. I want to talk about bad things. Let's talk about bad things, think, Dave, if it'll make you happy. I think it's time to break this movie wide open. Okay. Because I know you both said you like it, and that's okay. There's a place for this thing. I said my goal is you will not like it at the end of this. Or I hope not, at least. I, it's my hope. I want to bring the pain. I want to bring the chaos. Who hurt you? This movie hurt me. Who hurt you, Dave? It's not your fault. The shadows! It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Dave. Show me where the Christopher Nolan touched you in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I created my own list of things that I thought were just horribly wrong with this movie. Okay. And I said, I remember reading a list of things that I found that were horribly wrong with this movie back in the day. And I actually found the list from 2012 that I found online. Oh, really? It was on grunge.com. Grunge.com. Written by Trent Moore. And it's called Dumb Things in the Dark Night Rises Everyone Just Ignored. Okay. And I think that's an important way to put it is things that were just ignored. Means, yeah, we acknowledge this, but. These things happen. Fuck it. But no, it's a Batman movie. So there's a list. And we're going to, let's go down this list and break it all down. Okay. I'm game. And I'll add in some of the other ones that I. Kind of came up with along the way. Number one, Batman apparently has Wolverine's healing factor. How so? He gets his back broken. Yeah. And then the science of a rope around his back fixes it. He also has this weird I mean, he gets the, knee brace going on. Gets this, is, back in. this is the nothing of the list. This is just the first one he oh, listed. Yeah. Well, if I can't defend the nothing, then. Yeah. We got problems. <laughs> Let's defend the something then. How did Blake figure out that Bruce Wayne was Batman? Because he's a good cop. He's a good cop. All right. He what? shows up at Bruce Wayne's and says, I know who you are. And that's the end of it. He just goes, you're fucking Batman. Sure. Did Gordon tell him? No. Gordon, Gordon doesn't know. know. No oh, one true. knows. Shit. How Blake ran into him at the orphanage or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I've seen that look on faces. It's like. He knows that fake smile of a person in pain because he practices it in the mirror. Also, what kind of idiot in Gotham would not realize that the only time Batman shows up is when Bruce Wayne so is around? So you're saying that this is the only person in Metropolis who said, when that guy takes off his glasses, that's Superman. I want you guys to know that. Yes. He's the only yes. one. He's the observant Maybe one. Maybe he realized they were both gone for eight years. That I could get behind. That's the same thing that I just said. No, it's not. He, he lines up no. when Batman's around and when Bruce Wayne is around, and it's always the same. 
But neither of them are around. But he just shows That's up at Bruce Wayne's house. the same thing as being around. He nope. just shows up at Bruce Wayne's house and says, the you're the bat. We need you. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne's just like, <laughs> fuck, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got me, stranger yeah. I've never met before, ever, who just accused me of being the bat. All right, you silly little amalgamation of all the Robins. <laughs> what are you, what are you uh, the orphan one, the street kid one, or the detective one? Oh, right. Oh, you're all of them? Okay. Right. Yeah. Another question they have here is, so why did Batman retire? Because- I understand that he had to. He was accused of murder, and he had to, you know, and Gotham didn't need him. All the criminals were locked up. The streets were clean. I mean- It was peacetime. But here's the thing, is that this, I feel like, is a direct contradiction of The Dark Knight. Because in The Dark Knight, what is the big theme that they're talking about? The bat as a symbol. Yeah. Not as a physical Batman. Right. And I feel like in this, they keep talking about the Batman as fucking guy in a cape. The man. The man bat. Yeah, but then they also the kind cape. of hint that it it's is- The cape. It's the so symbol sexy. at the end because it's assumed that John Blake is going to take up the mantle and it's become a symbol again because it's whoever Gotham needs it to be. But the thing is, is that it goes from being a symbol to being the Batman multiple times throughout this that I feel like the message gets lost because in The Dark Knight, it's almost entirely the symbol. Oh, yeah. And in this one, it's, it's a good movie, Dave. It's a great movie. <laughs> but in this one, they're constantly talking about, like, where's the Batman? Where's the Batman? Eight years later, the Batman hasn't been seen. Who gives a shit at that point? I don't Eight think, years later. I don't think anybody's making a big deal about but it until are. he shows they up. They are, because even Blake is sitting there with the other orphan kid on the rooftop after that orphan kid's brother gets killed. Yeah. And he's sitting there going, like, oh, the Batman. Now, nah, let's talk about the Batman. That's Eight one years kid. later. But it's one of those things of that's so and it seems forced. Like, it seems like Blake is the kind of guy that keeps bringing it up. Because Blake is the one who knows who it is. He's like, is he going to come back? Is he going to do it? He... When Foley totally discards the Foley, bank Matthew robber. Foley, bring him up. <laughs> discards. Modine? Modine? Modine. Modine. <laughs> he totally throws away the bank robber to try to go after Batman. Oh, yeah. I like that one guy, the one cop who's like, oh, you're going to see some shit tonight, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Recognizes. Isn't oh, that, it's isn't on. also pulled from Kingdom Come? Yes, but not important. Okay. But <laughs> doesn't the bat pod look super slow in that scene? This bat pod looks slow most of the time. <laughs> but then yeah. like when uh, when uh, Catwoman's driving it, it doesn't look as bad. Well, no. They're actually kind of badass, but when he's actually, driving it, yeah. kind of I sucks. feel like they follow tradition with That's they bat vehicles nice because this bat pod learned a new trick of the roly-poly tires, how it could just turn sideways. It was doing that in the I last movie. No, it didn't. Oh, absolutely. It made the same noise, too. It, it only did it like once in the other did But it, it definitely yeah. did it. Yeah. It, did, it, oh, it was like two to, tumbles. They went to town on it this one then. Yeah. Okay. Like, remember I can do that thing? Keep doing it a lot. So you're saying the bat retired because of the the murder? I mean, it makes sense. He had to be the fall guy. Right. That's pretty much what the speech was at the end of the movie. That's that's the entire he speech. He took the on the, the sins of Gotham so he could rise again in three to, I have eight years. Okay. <laughs> with a three. beard. Yeah, well, with a weird mustache. Sure. And no Nico. For some reason. And no Nico. <laughs> for some reason, you know, going with the whole Ra's al Ghul facial. We should bow our heads. Let's pray to baby Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I like to picture my Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a velour cape. All right. So I want to be comfortable. Those are the part. nonsense ones. Fine. The, okay. the Blake one was a bit of a stretch. Here we go. Everything's about a stretch. Dive deeper. Give us, give us a heavy hitter here. You want a heavy hitter? I want a heavy Don't hitter. ask for it. He's going to get to it. Let him build to you it. You want him to caress around it first? No. You I'm want him to gonna, put the groundwork in first? It all at once. I'm, I'm going to skip the foreplay. Here comes Raw Dog. Why did the Gotham PD <laughs> send every cop into the sewers to look for Bane? Because they were being led by an Why idiot. did they send every 
cop into the sewers. If there's nothing the first half hour of this movie proves to you, it's that Peter Foley is an idiot. Correct. And he's the one in charge. They sent every cop. Commissioner in Gordon Gotham. is laid up in a hospital and he becomes deputy commissioner. He does. So we got a, a fucking bozo making the calls. That's why every cop is. It's really dumb. It is really dumb. And what's dumber is once every cop is underground for five weeks, is it? It was longer than that. The Chilean miners had it easier. It's got to be like like. eight weeks. Either way, where's the federal government in all this? You see American flags all torn apart in this movie. Why is there no federal well, he government? Well, said that, yeah. you know, if you come in, come at the island, we're going to blow We're going to blow up. the whole thing up. Yeah. They blew out all the bridges and said if you if anybody goes in or out of the island, the whole thing blows. You hear that all the time in all this shit of, hey, if you do this, we're going to do this. It's called negotiating. There doesn't even seem like trying to negotiate. They just go, well, fuck it. Got them. I mean, they keep bringing in supplies. They're bringing in supplies to drop into the sewer. It's a lot like delivering a pizza there. I'm just hoping line. for the best. Yeah. You got to turn that domino sideways and slide S- it slide through the grate. Cheese is probably going to slide off, but you know uh, what? Well, you know what? You're a turtle. You're I a guess turtle. can't be choosers. How, deal with it. How is there only like? Why didn't they contact the turtles at any point when they're in the sewers? Because the turtles are in New York City. They're in Gotham. Point Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Although the new book isn't it like it's Batman and the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, there like is a, a Batman and Ninja Turtles. What city does that take place in? Gotham with the Illinois license plate, but it says Gotham instead. That happens all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're Chicago. filming in Chicago, you want your Sometimes. background vehicles Sometimes. to be the same license plates. So you have all these army folks who are standing on the outside of the Queensboro Bridge. Yep. Call it what it is. And they're saying, don't fucking come out here. Because if you come out here, he's going to blow it. You take a step, I'm going to blow the bridge. Also, no one's watching. Right. Also, no one's watching. <laughs> That's Desmond Harrington. <laughs> Desmond Harrington, yeah. Oh, good. Quinn from Dexter. That guy. Yeah. I knew, I knew him from somewhere. But literally... The entire army can just come in with force. They can figure this thing out. They have the technology. They're driving a bomb around in the back of a truck. But there's three trucks. You don't know which truck it's in. One's take out all radiation. Three. Who gives a shit? Because apparently it's, it's not going to blow. Like, what do you mean take out a nuke? Well, then again, I mean, then again take ba- out a nuke. What Batman, does it take to set off a nuke? Batman was firing so you, missiles at it <laughs> at one point. Because <laughs> assuming that this movie goes with logic, it should be that Batman fires missile at, at some point. It seems like the only thing that's going to take out a nuke is a more time. What kind of armor does that? What kind of armor does that truck have? And at though? the same time, when Batman pulls the the nuke out of the back of the truck with the it wire, and he's just, just bouncing it up on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so your solution to a hostage situation is just blow the whole fucking thing up. Yeah, or just you know what you got? You got a Batman. Yeah. You have a bat wing, or you have any sort of helicopter type thing. Fly them on in there, loop them up, grab them, drop them trucks in the bay. Call they it had, a day. They got Trigger Man. How long do you think it takes to hit a button to blow up a? She's not blowing it up till she has to blow it up. How and do you I know? Feel well. You don't know who it is. We don't know who it is, but she even said that she wants to make it all you know thematic because that's what they do. Sure, trick. But if it. her if her bluff was called and they started storming the place, guess what? She was planning to die there anyway. Her plan was to die there. So, 100%. She did die there. Blow it up. But blow in a really violent car crash. Yeah. I think. Did she? She's probably immortal. Yeah, she probably, Lots of forms of She's probably chilling. I could, I could close my eyes and go, and I could be dead too. How'd they even turn the thing into a bomb? They said, hey, this is a fusion reactor, Doc Doc, and here's the, the power to all the city. Also, by the way, bibbidi bobbidi boo, nuke. Yeah, there's a scientist that knows how to do it. He was on a plane. It's like a <laughs> nuclear reactor. I do like how they did like a blood robbery in midair. Oh, yeah. oh, the, <laughs> the oh my God. That was awesome. <laughs> also. Blood transfusion yeah. in a half broken down plane. Bane having this this gravitas where he can just tell people, 
No, you have to stay behind. And they do. And then it turns out that he's working for fucking Talia the whole time. That he's the pawn. I think they should have leaned heavier on that he's the pawn at the end of it. That's actually terrifying that you're not the big bad. I mean, I kind of wish he was. I do too, but he's not. It totally undercuts him for the the entire rest of the movie. Yes. Which is unfortunate. He kind of was a cop out. Here's the thing. You could tell this exact same story and take Miranda Tate out of it, and it would work. I agree. But I also wouldn't because she's good. She's great. She's terrific in this. I think it might be tied too much to the first movie. Might be a reason it suffers. That's the second possible. Movie? But does that first, explain how Bane knows who Bruce Wayne is and that he's the bat? That's true. He would have to have that And at the same time, how does he know that? How does he know Ra's that Ghul. Wayne? Well, he did train with the League of Shadows. So. He did train with the League of Shadows, but Ra's al Ghul, Ghul didn't come Ghul back until after Is Ra's al Ghul typing out an email to, oh, oh, send, I'm going to send it to League of Shadows uh, at AOL.com, and I'm going to send it. Guys, in case I die tonight, which I can't because I'm immortal, Bruce Wayne is the bat. Well, but mean, he also, I think you just answered your own question. He's immortal. He could tell him anything. But Talia also knew all his plans, so. Brian's not wrong about that statement. But yeah, Talia told him all the plans, but how does Selena Kyle not know that Bruce Wayne is Batman when in that scene where they're fighting underneath Wayne Enterprises, which is a very cool scene. Yeah. Uh, how he goes, ah, oh, Mr. Wayne. Well, she that's when she found out. But later on in the movie, she, she exactly even she asks, know. is your important friend coming? Yeah, that's I didn't get that line. And it that don't even say that me. she that he doesn't know that she's that was there. A, that was a wink. That was a, is your important friend coming is her way of saying you're gonna be Batman, right? I guess it could be. It was not acted that way. Not yeah. even a little bit. That was a little. That was that was a little wonky. Dave, did you have a problem that uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's photo was in here? A little bit, because I kind of wanted Katie Holmes. <laughs> Honestly, that would have really, been great. Really screwing around. That would have really been great. <laughs> it wouldn't have thrown me off that much because this movie is more of a sequel to the first one than it is the second one. I agree with that completely. They should have like thrown Virginia Madsen or something like that in there, just like who the third fuck actress. Is that? It's Rachel Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> It's got like it's got a caption on it, a la sixty six. It's like like a headshot, of Dawes. <laughs> like an acting headshot. It's like oh yeah, right next to the bat vase is picture of Rachel Dawes. <laughs> That'd be terrific. I'm gonna keep going down this list. So far, guys, are doing Might a pretty good well. job poking holes in some of these arguments. Doing a good job. Yeah, he's, he's still holding. He's the heavy saving guns. his his ace. I'm just going down the list. Okay. How did Talia Al Ghul infiltrate the Wayne board? That's not that Persistence, hard. time. She's the only female there. Great business you are, skills. Like this is yeah, but a boys' club. Yeah, but look at the population of Gotham. There's like seven women in the whole city. So it's I you're mean, saying that they had to hire one and they hired the smart one here. They played the feminist bang. card. No, I'm just saying if you're looking at the, the you mean that you're a woman and you're foreign. The male to female ratio of Gotham. Oh, it's bad. It makes sense that there would only be one woman on the board. Because there's were there any, any female cops? In the, no, there were no female cops. But she rises up this far, this quickly, to the point that she's in charge of Wayne Enterprise at the end of this thing, or in the middle of this thing. Well, a lot of it is she was working, she was trying to get donation money or something from Bruce Wayne to work on this fusion, or she was following him doing the fusion reactor yeah. thing, and probably in contact with him for eight years. Because that's how long he's been just doing the Bruce Wayne thing and not Batman. Right. I mean, eight years is enough time. To... They were trying to set him up on a date, you know? Yeah. And then they do the nasty and he makes her the So CEO. that was my per. This one's not on, on this list online. My question is, why did they bone? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Because it's Bruce Wayne. 
It's Bruce Wayne. Poor Bruce Wayne. Because it's Miranda Tate. I feel like that was like a kink for Bruce Wayne. He's like, I lost all my money. Watch me still get some. <laughs> Watch, Watch me still get... bang the drum. Yeah, what? but at the same well, time, the one. <laughs> it was her playing a game. She was trying to gain his trust. She yeah, knows that a key to getting to a man trust he are, she is going through his pants. Yeah. So That doesn't mean you go to the bone zone. I mean, if, if you're trying to remove suspicion from yourself, what's the fastest way to do it? Boning? Like, oh, well, she can't be the bad guy. <laughs> On account of what we just only a did good guy would fireplace. screw Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So she screwed him in two ways in this movie. They had boom. Have, they had to have every female character in the movie have a thing for Bruce Wayne. Obviously, fine. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad. It's gross. It's bad. But I want to get into a technical one. Ooh, how do Bane's fraudulent trades actually hold up with the SEC? That's a good question. That's all right. That's solid. So a lot of the stuff I read said that he was putting puts on all this stuff. So it basically when it got to a certain point, like if the whatever the stock was dropped, yeah. it would automatically sell at that point. He couldn't lose any more money. Okay. So you have Bain making all these fraudulent trades, putting puts on everything, basically making it safe for Bruce Wayne <laughs> so that he couldn't lose all of his money. But he did. But he did. He had to keep the house, though. Yeah. Even the rich don't lose like the rest of us lose. So what's the point of any of this part of the movie? Because he, I mean, Bane is like double pawn here. He's not like a double agent. He's double mm-hmm. pawn because he's with Daggett. Right. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. What a gift. What a phenomenal. gift to the screen. Ben Mendelsohn is amazing at everything he does. so good. Do you feel in charge? That scene. When he lays oh. his just palm on the back of him. That was just Im- like improvised the by knife Tom hand. Hardy. That is terrifying. He just puts his, do you feel like you're in charge? Ah. Oh. Even with the goofy yeah. voice, it it's good. So these trades. Yeah, the trades. You figure that once the stock market gets taken down by a bunch of terrorists, yeah. they would just say, hey, hard out, time out, time out from the trades. Guys, Everything just, shut off. Let's just rewind. They can't do a whole yesterday. motorcycle chase with the laptop uploading. And it's and with the, with the brokers on the back is that was pretty cool. Yeah. Gun fodder. Hostage, I like that quite yeah. a bit. None of this makes sense. No. And this is a large chunk of the movie. And then, yeah, the next day they're like, Bruce Wayne bet all his money on whatever. And it's like, well, you remember that that whole hostage situation that happened yesterday? Probably had something to do with that. I don't know. Here's what I think. Yeah. Gotham Police Department is inept. (laughs) (laughs) It's because Foley's running it. It's because Foley's running it. They They got two good cops. It's Gordon and Blake. Yeah. They're all corrupt. They were, but not anymore. Gotham's cleaned up, Kevin. Haven't you heard? Doesn't mean the corrupt cops aren't doing shady things. I don't know. I don't know if they're corrupt or if they're just dumb. Yeah. Both? They've proven it's both at this point? Maybe. All right, so the SEC thing makes no sense. No, no. Well, I'll give I'm you that glad. The I'm SEC glad. thing is, yeah. Other things that make no sense? The prison. Why not? The big pit. The big old pit. What doesn't make sense about it? So why would Bane break Batman's back uh-huh. and drop him in a prison somewhere in the farm out Middle East or wherever it is. Sure. He tells you why. He wants to torture him. Yeah. He wants him to watch what's There's happening. There's nothing more torturous than having that little bit of hope that you can get out. That's the whole point of that prison with the opening. This whole thing is just a giant Dr. Evil sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. Aren't the you going to watch him escape? No, I'm just going to assume thing actually the plan. Come, the hope thing actually comes out multiple times. Though. It does yeah. come out multiple times. But and even why Gordon is Lovett he dropping the them? Why is he dropping... Batman into this pit, giving the littlest bit of hope, and then waiting five months to nuke Gotham. Because they want to watch him tear apart the city. But they no one's tearing his... apart the city. The city is being run at this point by Bane, who's kind of in the background, 
at this point. Because the plan he's more has or less the guy. Been to finish. Bane is nothing more than a Katniss Everdeen at this point, where he's just getting rolled out every now and then to sure. be in front of the camera he's or a be symbol. in the thing. Exactly, which is, that's a good point. But then you have, obviously, Scarecrow who's running the thing with the exile. Choose exile or death. Right. Ah, exile by thing. It, it's a kangaroo court. It is. But why wait the five months? What's the point? These people are going to die anyway. Why would you wait? You're giving them a little bit of hope. You're giving them a little bit of hope, but for no reason. Because it's fun. You're evil. No, no. I don't know. He said it, allow it. He said, it, I, I want you to watch because it's torture. And then once it's over, then you have permission to die. Yes. So he's keeping Gotham alive to torture Bruce Wayne. from a, On a TV channel that he may or may not be watching. Because eventually he's not watching because he broke it with a rock. Broke the TV. Was it a rock? What did he, he really throw? Who gives a shit, Kev? But <laughs> How would he fit it through that? that You're tight, talking about dumb fucking that, semantics. The tight little grid. How would he fit it through there? Why would he keep Gotham alive for five months? Because that's how long it takes. Driving for around the, nuke. That's how long it takes for the nuke to go wonky. Oh, you're right, because that button thing, that trigger, didn't exist. You're right. Well, the button... This doesn't make any sense! Brian has a smirk on his face of, you motherfucker. (laughs) There's a reason. What is it? I'll figure it out. All right, moving on then. (laughs) After Bruce gets out of this prison, how the fuck did he get back to Gotham? I mean... There was a... a, All right, so this is confusing with the time in the movie. Just hear me out on this one. Sure. There aren't many days mentioned in this, about how many days to count down. There is a 23-day mm-hmm. mentioned, like, oh, it's going to blow up in 23 days. I think there's a five-day, yeah, and then you have, like, a 48-hour or something yeah. like that. He escapes somewhere in between 23 days and th- I think it's five days. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. He manages to go from wherever the hell he is in the middle of this desert. I think it's in Morocco. I Somewhere there. And he gets back to Gotham with zero means. Maybe it's next to Morocco. You don't know where Gotham is. How much have you drank so far? <laughs> yeah, I don't was, know. I'm just trying was, to defend it at this point. <laughs> it's a poor argument. Uh, I know it is. It's something. A man with zero means. Even when he, at the I'm gonna. He had Alfred wire him some money. He's also famous. Alfred's out of the picture at this point. He's Why? also famous. Alfred's out of the picture. Oh, you're right. But I think the closest we get to it is that when he was training with the League of Shadows and Batman Begins, he got all sorts of arrested or whatever. He burns down Rosalind's house and his all of his ninja buds. Yeah. Then he shows up back in Gotham, but he had means then. Because he was still Bruce, Bruce Wayne, he Wayne. saw the money. Yeah. He still had the back credit card. He's still he's still Bruce Wayne. He may not have the Bruce money. Wayne but Bruce nothing. Wayne's broke. Bruce Wayne with publicly nothing. But if Jennifer Lopez was broke as shit and she walked up to you, would she be able to get where she needed to go? I could probably give her a ride. What? Yeah. Just saying. What kind of argument is that? No, I don't he's know. Not wrong. He's famous. He's a famous person. He is famous. All right, who's a who's useless. a who's a well known? Yeah, because all those non famous people J Lo's ever dated. You're right. <laughs> I know. Well, who's Mark a well known Alex Rodriguez? Who's a well- God? You're right. <laughs> who's a well known celebrity? So you're saying you wouldn't give that her lost a ride? all their money? I would. She wouldn't accept it for me. I'd drive a super outback. There's no way. No, if she was, if she lost all of her money, yeah, and needed to get somewhere, you wouldn't give her a ride. I'm saying she wouldn't accept a ride from me because she's J-Lo. That doesn't make sense. If J-Lo was Batman and had to get back to Gotham. I don't know if she's Batman. I don't know that. Yeah, but you know You've never seen J-Lo. him in the same place. You're right. I know she's J-Lo. And if J-Lo what I'm said, saying is can that I have J-Lo a ride? standards are so high, she wouldn't accept a ride from me. She would if she was Batman and she had to save Gotham. You think so? Yes. You think she'd, she'd go that far down the, the totem pole? It's a ride, Dave. 
She's getting a ride. You could pull up in a camel You're and she'd take Moroccans a ride. Know, in the middle of this desert, no Uber's Wayne's. Why not? Either way, he's going to have to walk space ball style through a desert in order to Comb get the desert. to someplace. You want to know what Bruce Wayne found? He ain't found oh, shit. shit. <laughs> I don't have a problem with him getting back to Gotham. I'm I don't glad know. Right. I don't know how he did it, but I don't have a problem with And then with when it he happening. gets back to Gotham, that clock's a ticking. Guess what I'm going to do instead of just, you know, save the city? What's that? I'm going to set up an elaborate fire bat symbol on top of the Brooklyn Bridge and light that have someone <laughs> dramatically light that sucker up and and Dave, make Dave, my Dave, bat Dave, symbol Dave, to Dave, give Dave. hope back to the city. But you know what? We're gonna take He's the a time. Symbol. We're gonna ta- we're gonna take the time instead of solving the massive nuke issue that's about what, to happen. What if that was already there? Yeah, it was already that he pre-planted it. You ever <laughs> spill gasoline? That shit evaporates very quickly. How do you know it was gasoline? Kev, what else lights on fire? A lot of things. Paper. Yeah, that's right. He, left, he rolled right. up some newspaper. He, he lifted a literal. He made paper a first grade style ribbon that you put the different things, and he just did it all just, the way up comedically with all the names of orphan boys because you, that's what he cares about. All this maybe stuff. they had basket weaving at the orphanage. Yep, that's it. It's all just loose <laughs> weaving threads. All the scraps he built it with scraps. You never know. In a cave. In a pit <laughs> with scraps. Oh boy. I mean, yeah, maybe it took a little bit of time to. Maybe he had like a Give gasoline, a, a gasoline sprayer on the bat pod. Are the bat? It's a wing. one button that just sprays a, a bat on. The... You guys can make a whole other prison with how much you're digging. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta remember to take the rope off before you jump. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The word MacGuffin is about to come up quite a bit. Okay. Hit me with your MacGuffin. MacGuffins. Give MacGuffins. So you're saying you're the MacGuffin man? Do you know the MacGuffin man? MacGuffin man. The MacGuffin man. Do I know the MacGuffin Man? This is something we talk about often on this show, yeah. MacGuffins. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think we ever describe what MacGuffin is. I don't think we have. So a MacGuffin is an object or a device in a movie or a book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Yeah. Do you know what the MacGuffin of this movie is? Pick one, first of all. But there's a big one. The pearls. No. No? No. Um, You're close. Is it Catwoman? <laughs> it involves her. <laughs> oh, the clean slate. Right. The clean slate, obviously. Obviously. Third guess. Obviously. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Explain clean slate. The clean slate is a program that you just put in your name and or whatever, and it wipes out your entire personal record. You, you have a clean slate. You start again. Is it real? It goes back and forth in this movie of is it real or not, but it turns out that Bruce Wayne, because I mean, he's Bruce Wayne, he has, he has it. Right. And I'm assuming that that clean slate thing is going to spontaneously combust the giant folder that John Blake shows her of all the Selena Kyle bad shit that she's done, that yeah, she gets sure. shown when she gets arrested. Yeah. No. He can hack into everybody's phone in the city. I'm sure he can wipe out some criminal history. It's papers. It's a paper folder. Paper wins. She can change her name. Paper wins, except for when it's Rock. the middle of chaos Rock. and so the entire police department's been it's blown John up. It's John Blake. He's goddamn Superman in this thing. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he's Robin, but. Other MacGuffins. Oh, turn the page. page turn. Everything involved in the stock market. Yep. I'll give you that. Clean slate. I wrote down as MacGuffin number two when it came up. Oh, so obviously. MacGuffin number three is the congressman kidnapping. Not an object, but it sort of is. He's sort of an object. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Okay. That's directly related to clean slate. Uh, Sort of. Not really. I mean. Because she went to the Daggett's to get clean slate and they said, no, no, no. Yeah. But. But she, the congressman kidnapping is just a way to get the police to her, to get her captured, to get her in there. To get her clean slate. Sort of, but not. 
I mean, the whole reason she goes to that meeting with the congressman is to get clean slate. Is to get her clean slate. Correct. She drags him along. So correct. She can, but yeah. I think it's more of an idea in order to get the police okay. to her. Sure. You also have the Wayne Enterprise board kidnapping. Yep. Total MacGuffin. Yeah. Is hey, we want to give we want to give Dad a cameo. Oh, then there's just the bomb. That's where I was gonna guess when you started. <laughs> the bomb it's just is the bomb. The bomb. <laughs> Did I have a sixth? I thought I had a sixth. Heinz Ward. <laughs> he he doesn't move the plot forward. No, he doesn't. He moves forward on the field. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's a miracle Ben Roethlisberger didn't steal that motorcycle and get drunk and ride it. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a good thing there aren't very many females Women in, in Gotham. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Miranda could have handled herself with Big Ben. Oh yeah, especially with Bane as her protector. Not wrong. I got I got a couple more for you still because those are the MacGuffins. Yeah, there's a shitload of MacGuffins in this thing. <laughs> what did you actually think of the reveal that Maria Tate, Miranda Tate, was the one who escaped the pit? Weak. Yeah, I thought it was a little weak because it was just you saw a child and yeah, they kind of hid who the child was. Yeah, it's a child. You can't tell that stuff with a child actor. Right. Fine. That, that's the point. Uh, when it turned out to be her, I was like, all right, like it wasn't a bad like. Yeah. It was a little lame, it a little wasn't, lackluster because of how quickly this I whole didn't twist go, was coming. What? Yeah. But I also wasn't like bullshit. So, right. Yeah, it was right right in the middle. I don't I don't get the Bane thing though. What he got punched he was in the, the protect. He yeah, was but, no, but he gets punched in the mouth. So what did the surgeon do that he needs a mask? Is it like Tony Stark's arc reactor in his chest keeping the metal out? Is there it's, like um basically his face was torn apart to a level where he needs constant uh pain relief so really it's just an agent of delivering uh anesthetic or not yeah anesthetic so that's, that's why, why he, he doesn't that's why he doesn't painful. feel pain when batman kicks his ass he doesn't really feel it because he's on constant anesthetic until he gets the job i do broken. like how batman was beating the shit out of him. that's a cool fight scene which is really where the, it's just fisticuffs it's kind of the opposite of what he is in the comics because he's get he's on in the comics he's on venom which makes him stronger and more powerful sure here it's just an agent of taking away his pain. Yeah, it, well, it grounds it in the real world. Right. Which is good. Which, yeah. We can't talk about good. We're in the bad section here, Dave. We also, are still in the bad section. But also, he's still. not a, a Lucho Libre. There's that, too. There's that, <laughs> too. That was so bad. Why didn't Bane's thugs just mow down the cops during the big face-off? It's like all of a sudden they developed Revolutionary War-style tactics and said, Whites their eyes. Wait! Wait! <laughs> <laughs> they were stormtroopers. Uh, good question. Why didn't the cops mow down the... Because they have pistols. For what it's worth. They had automatic rifles. Matthew Modine, Matthew Modine, whatever his name is, shows up wearing white glove. Dress blues. Dress blues. It's a callback. Don't show up in your dress blues. Oh, he did it. I don't need you to show up in your dress blues. Jim Gordon's like, that's why. He's like, I'm not asking you to show up in your dress blues. Oh. I actually enjoyed that That's a good little callback. Yeah. At the same time, you're about to get lit the fuck up by a tumbler. Maybe they thought he was a mime. Yeah, maybe maybe don't wear the white gloves. (laughs) Keep your trigger finger free, maybe. Was he really the smartest guy in the movie? No. It probably no, seems something. No, it probably seems something very, pretty much the least very likely that he would do. He wore the safety vest, the bright orange vest with the reflectors, so he stood out a little bit more. The last thing I want to talk about. Okay, it's the end. The end. So, the bomb. The bomb. Batman grabs the bomb. He drags that sucker out to the middle of the bay. Yeah. Not until he wonks it. Someone called CGI Queens. Someone threw water over Queens and called it a bay. <laughs> you know. Flies it on out there and it blows up. Where did the tri- bridges go to then? Who knows? Not, a, <laughs> not important. All of a sudden. A lot of questions about how he survived this. Uh-huh. I like how there's that quick little one-off line of, oh, the autopilot was fixed six months ago. Yeah. He's still out in the middle of the ocean. Right. So how is he surviving this thing? 
That's a great question. What's There's the actually blast a bat pod. On this? I don't know. It's a goddamn atom bomb. Yeah. So I wrote a bomb. Does it cause a tsunami? Another great question. Pro- probably not. Mm. How much earlier did he eject? How close was he? When he That's ejected, a- how the hell did he get back? Because he was way out there. Also, it's an atom bomb. He's also Michael Phelps. He's got the wings. Nope. He hits a button and they go <laughs> poof. He doesn't hit a button. He Velour wings. The, the Velour, Velour wings. electro wings yeah. thing. You don't think See, Velour you can inflate thing? and it becomes a raft. Uh, he's probably got a bat raft in his belt. Raft. You think so? Yeah. It's labeled? Yeah. And he has the, the shark repellent just in case. Just in case. Oh, that would have been such a good callback. It would have not been. It would not have I would have given a standing ovation to the theater. But no one else would have because Your buddy Batman would've. didn't exist between before 1989 to a lot of people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a good question. I don't know how did he how did he survive? Okay, he did though. He did, and he hooked up with the cat lady. The cat lady in Italy. Cinema Cat's back online, by the way. Yes, it is. Cinema Cat's is back. So. Also, Batman six six not on there still. Hmm. You're on blast. Told there. Give him time. No cats in this one. There's a cat woman. There's a cat woman. Not called no cat cats. woman ever. She was called no, a cat the burglar. Cat. They called her the cat yeah. at one point, but... And she's great. She's so good. And she's great. She's very good. Yeah. She does a really good job. That's my list of things that sucked. Okay. There's some solid points in there. I don't think I convinced you that this movie is not good. I don't think you did either. I don't think I hold it in as high regard as I did because why did they wait five months thing is going to... I'm going to think of that right? every it's time I watch the movie completely nuts. Now. The one that gets me is the bat symbol, that he just had the time to create his own theatricality on a bridge. And no one saw a man climbing a bridge, yet they're watching every fucking exit and entrance or whatever. Yeah. Well, probably not as hard watching the ones that are already blown up because what are people going to do? I don't know. Fire with a bad symbol. I mean, they're still exiling people nonstop. Yeah. On the ice. On the ice. And since it's New York, you know, there's only three bridges there. Lower East Side. (laughs) You'd see a man climbing there and creating a bat symbol in fire. In theory. In theory. Yeah, there's a lot of, you got to suspend a lot of. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. There's a shitload of plot holes in this thing. There's a few. Yeah, I'll give you that. How could something be as highly regarded as this with this many plot holes? I mean, is it really that highly regarded? Yes. It is. Really? Want to know why? Yeah, why is that? Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Let's see what you got. 90. 85. 87, so split the difference there. Uh, Audience score out of 1.2 million. It's 90%. So this movie is... Yeah, people like it. 87%, 90%. People love this movie. Yeah. Like, a lot of people love this movie. Yeah. And it's not a good movie. There's so much wrong with this movie, guys. There's a little bit wrong with it. Yeah. A, a lot bit. of it wrong with bit. it. You're right. There's a little bit. Like, a tiny, minuscule amount wrong with it. You're right. When you have plot holes, like, we've seen movies that have a single plot hole somewhere in it. Uh, we talked about one, I think, Iron Man or something like that, and it wasn't enough to really derail like the whole movie, because yeah, I don't remember any plot holes in Iron that Man. movie holds up. But when you have this many, where it seems like a lot of things are just conveniently happening, and you kind of brush over not asking questions, I don't know. It makes me ask: Should a film be questioned? I mean, it depends on what the intent of the film is. If you're just going entertainment factor, you don't really need to. Is Christopher Nolan ever only going entertainment factor? Maybe for this one. Do you think you really want to do a trilogy? He's openly said he didn't. And that's what I said in Batman Begins, how this thing was never supposed to be a trilogy. They say that David S. Square wrote out an outline for three movies. That's but pretty Before bold, they though. filmed the first one. I mean, that's... But there's no possible way that they could follow that because of Heath Ledger death. 
Right. Also, you end up killing who you wanted it in your third movie. Yeah. Well, that's because they wanted to keep the movies as self-contained stories. Does this one work as a self-contained story or do you need the other two? I think that this film is too big for itself. I think that's fair. And I think that uh, you kind of get blinded by how much is going on and the spectacle of it and the star power behind it because, yeah, there's a lot of stars in this movie. Oh, yeah. And they just keep coming at you. But I feel like this movie does a lot of tricks and the ending especially is just fully emotionally manipulative that it makes you go, oh, all right. Maybe I got manipulated into liking it. Maybe maybe the whole reason I like this movie is because it's Michael, a feel-good ending, man. Michael Caine is brilliant. Oh, when he cries at the grave, man. Oh. That was I'll Toy Story you, 3 all I'll over again. You. <sighs> I'm sorry, sir. I failed you. <laughs> so good. He's amazing. It's so good, but is this movie? That's what I want to know. I still enjoyed it. I, I did. Take uh, yeah. it for what it is. I mean, I genuinely like it's a, long a lot of movies. It's a long 2.45. Yeah. I started it at like 10 p.m. and stayed up for the whole thing. So Okay. That's a good sign, usually. Yeah. It might have been closer to 11, actually. Doesn't matter. But the <laughs> point remains the yeah. same. Okay. I have failed at convincing you, and that's okay. That is okay. Because you like what you like. Right. And that's totally Green fine. Lantern. It's solid. Dear it has devil. more plot holes than this. But Air, yeah. Airtight. <laughs> <laughs> On our list of top 72 superheroes, where do you think this one falls? 46. 16. 27. Oh, okay. So Brian was sniffing the right spot there. The general consensus of this thing is The Dark Knight Rises is an ambitious, thoughtful, and potent action film. That ambitious is the right word. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's franchise in spectacular fashion. What's a wedge between? That sandwich? Yeah, what's that sandwich? That good, good sandwich? What's, this, what's, the, what's the bread in the sandwich? At 28, you have Deadpool 2 uh-huh. behind it. And just in front of it, you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. I can see that. I can't. I think this thing... Uh, I think that's the company it deserves. I do don't mm. like. I'm looking at this list right now. I thought it blow. And if I, I were to put lower. it into a spot, I would drop it probably into the late 50s. And 47. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the list. Nope, that's 40s. Uh, so a little bit higher because you think lowly of it. No, because I think the company that it fits really well in is something like Batman 1989. I think it's better than. Uh, I don't know. Batman 1989 is number 61 on the list. On this list, yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes list. But in front of Batman 1989, you have Sky High and you have Mega Mind. Yeah. And I think that's not a crazy spot to put this type of movie. I disagree. I think this movie is a lot better than better those. Better than those things? Yeah. Even Batman 89. Yeah. What's 50? Number 50 is Superman Returns. It is not that. better than Superman Returns. I disagree. I know Again, you do. but I do. Uh, I know you do. And that's okay. Right behind that is Batman Returns. Weirdly enough, there's always a bat somewhere lurking around. Don't have to go too far to find the Batman. No. There's a lot. There's a whole lot of Batman. What's the lowest ranked movie on the list? Just humor me. It's Mystery Men at number 72. <laughs> nice. Somehow it fell behind the Powerpuff Girls, the movie. Oh, no. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Hmm. I don't see the Powerpuff Girls movie being better than Mystery Men. I really like Mystery Men. The Waffler. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We should talk about it soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> From New York Magazine. This wrap-up wraps up few of the... Th- <laughs> I hate critic talk. I really do. And they do it all the fucking time. Got to get punny with it somewhere. What's that called? When you get your like one thing that's really, that's your standout. Your signature? No. Your your 15 minutes? Your fishing line? No, it's not. Real them in. This wrap up wraps up 
few of the threads in the first two films, and that the climactic cliffhangers are nothing special, as well as flabbily edited. I don't know that it was flabbily edited. I think the sound is terrible. The sound is awesome. But sound is, I think it's. I think we can I all agree. agree. The sound. I think, I think it's pretty well edited. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's solidly edited. Uh, I think it ties up plenty of the storylines because there's nothing hanging left over from the other movies. So there's nothing. The Joker's to tie still up. hanging around on that building. He's still somewhere, but he's never mentioned in this. I think it's a smart move not yeah, mentioning it. No, it's yeah. Instead of asking questions, I remember like when the movie. I think when they were filming it, there was like rumors that they had scenes of like something with Joker being in Arkham or something like that. They had thought about it, but I, I wonder if those Christopher time, Nolan was saying he was there. he was considering bringing him back using CGI or um, leftover footage from the Dark Knight, but then decided not. to I'm do happy it. they didn't. Yeah, it's a smart choice. And how are you ever going to capture that performance in a CGI? Exactly. Never. No, you can't. there's no way. The Atlantic says there was an opportunity here for Nolan to show us another way to, again, stretch the boundaries of what is possible in a superhero film. Instead, alas, the latter half of The Dark Knight Rises retreats toward conventionality. I will say, I'll, I think I agree with that. And that's a positive review. It's a, it's definitely, it fits within conventional superhero movies, unlike the other two. It's kind of what makes it not stand out as much as the other two movies, though. Because the other two movies... Right, are... right. They did something new and different. They had a huge arc for, for Batman, and the second one had a huge arc for all of Gotham. The third one, there's no, there's no giant arc. Like Batman has one. I mean, Bruce Wayne has one, kind of, but it's yeah. But it kind of it's like a fizzle though, because it, it like builds this. It's the it's same a big time. It's it the builds same arc this, he already had in the first movie, though. It builds this hype around, but it's not it. and because I mean, he began in this one. In this one, he kind of follows Thomas Wayne and saying like, you know, why you fall down to get back up, dickhead, get up. Yeah, it's kind of the same. He begins again. He rises. That's not as good of a title. No. Begins but, again. But it's like... <laughs> Batman begins again. <laughs> he started the movie, not Batman. You he might as well have Batman. fucking called that, because the, the title is nuts. You have The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Like No confusion. Maybe try there. next time. Just try. <laughs> That's pretty piss poor. It's called Batman again. The London Evening Standard said, Nolan has turned a preposterous character back into a grave myth. The story of a tortured savior reluctantly giving his all. Is it reluctant? Yeah. At yeah, first it is. I think so. But then I think he's giving... Literally his all. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's the, the whole thing Alfred's worried about the whole movie is that he's going to give his life to Gotham out of some perceived debt he owes to the whole city. And he's for like, what? That's for what? Who yeah. knows? He's the richest guy in town. What, right. what does he owe anyone? Nothing. But he also thinks he has nothing to live for. Other uh, than true, because saving. Rachel got her ass blowed up. Right. Rachel and Harvey are gone. He's got he's got nothing. He's. Do you think we'd be more upset about Rachel being blown up if it was still... Katie Holmes? Yeah. No. Katie Holmes was totally fine in Batman Begins. Yeah. And Maggie Gyllenhaal was not in That's Dark why Man. we were kind of not upset with her being killed off. Right. Yeah, there was really no mourning. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. No. Last one I'm going to give you here is from the Christian Science Monitor. These are always exciting. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. I'm not arguing that Rises should be singing in the rain, but its Wagnerian ambitions are not matched by its material. It hasn't earned its darkness. Huh. That's uh, not the review I was expecting. <laughs> From, what did you say? The Christian Monitor? The Christian Science Monitor. Oh, okay. Uh, what were you expecting? Now I'm kind of curious. Uh, not that. I don't know what I was expecting. I expected it to be a bad review. I thought you were going to say, like, it took him five months to ride. My Lord only took three days. <laughs> but, yeah, I was not expecting them to be uh, cogent and correct. <laughs> That's the weird part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
doesn't earn its darkness. That's fair. I actually agree. We got Obviously, day- it's a negative, but still, yeah. I agree with that one. There's a daylight fight. What There's this? lots of what? daylight things happening. Batman, Batman movie has is daylight fighting. We, uh, six six. What real <laughs> Batman movie has daylight fighting? Sixty fucking six. Brian. I said real Batman. I will kill you right where you stand. <laughs> I, I have Bryant repellent bat spray. Yeah, that's kind of my point. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, everybody. At this point, what Roger, is it, Professor Farnsworth? Roger Ebert is two years away from going the great kicked bucket in the sky. So uh, oh. he he reviewed this sucker. It's one of his. One of his late in life reviews. Yeah. So. So how uh, coherent is it? Three out of four. Oh, okay. Three out of what we think is four. Sure. How much does he talk about the super sex? Let's find out. Let's find out. The Dark Knight Rises leaves the fanciful early days of the superhero genre far behind and moves into a doom shrouded apocalyptic future that seems uncomfortably close to today's headlines. As urban terrorism and class warfare envelop Gotham and its infrastructure is ripped apart, Bruce Wayne emerges reluctantly from years of seclusion in Wayne Manor and faces soulless villain, as powerful as he is. The film begins slowly with a murky plot and too many new characters, but builds <laughs> to a sensational climax. There are too many new characters. It's a lot. Let me get that sandwich. This is a dark and heavy film. It tests the weight a superhero movie can bear. That Nolan is able to combine civil anarchy, mass destruction, and a bat cycle with exercise <laughs> ball tires is remarkable. Yeah. That he does it without using 3D is admirable. Oh, yeah, he that much 3D. of it was shot in the 70 millimeter IMAX format follows it to make that giant screen its own. That it concludes the trilogy is inevitable. How much deeper can Nolan dig? It lacks the near perfection of the Dark Knight. It needs more clarity and a better villain. But it's an honorable finale. Agree on most points. But I think I have an issue with needs a better villain. I just think they need to... Give Bane, need a villain. They need, need a villain. They need Bane to be the villain. The villain instead yeah. of the henchman of Talia sure. Al Ghul, of you know Liam Neeson's daughter. I agree. Do you I think you would have less issue with it if she wasn't behind it all? I don't think that she should be in this thing at all. I don't think my issue is that she was behind it. I think it's that Bane is undercut completely. Like he I, is so weak at the end of the. Everything thing. he does seems so enormous and has gravitas and is. He commands every scene he's in, and then you find out at the end that he's just a pawn, and it's he looks like a lost puppy dog at the end when he's yeah. like laying on the ground, and she's like plugging the uh, tubes back in. Yeah, they uh, they nerf him hard at the end, big time. Fight scenes were pretty solid, though. I actually really like the fight scenes. Oh, absolutely, they're violent as shit. Very for just being a bunch of punching and stuff. It's just raw power. And then when yeah. he punches the column, and then he punches the column a second time, even though he knows that the column, the whole yeah. column, the column's crumbles. not there, but they paid for the special effect that day. You got to use it. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that the villain in it. It's Bane is like if Batman had gone down a different path. They both have a very similar backstory with the training with the League of Shadows and. It's just and Bane being brought up rich, obviously richest family in, exactly. in not Gotham, exactly. that city. There's His that. parents getting shot outside it's... of a movie theater, seeing Zorro, not during a bat play. Right, right. Very, very similar Strange. backgrounds. Who knows? So two thirds of us in this room like this movie. I like that you said us. Yeah, that's fair. You're the other third. Yes. <laughs> I fall into what's about to happen called the one star reviews on Amazon.com. Oh boy, you're gonna leave one. I debated it, actually. Will it be unintelligible? 
Is it going to be? About I will just start slamming my knuckles on the keyboard <laughs> and hope for the best. Is it going to be about the special features? The special, the special features. You want me to give you a customer service one right off the bat? Yeah, let's get it out of the way. From August twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, it's called Amazon could eat my ass. <laughs> That's That's the closest we ever come to a spit take on this show. While the movie is fine, the box arrived with several broken plastic bits and the disc just floating around inside the case. (laughs) Both the tabs for securing the disc and the flange that held the panel in place were broken. No, the flange. Easily the worst example of product purchased on Amazon in several years. Horrible quality control. This guy knows the anatomy of a DVD case. So specific. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My father used to work at a flange factory. <laughs> Do you know how I got these scars on my fingers? Broken little plastic bits on my DVD cases. You know, we uh, we usually talk about how terrible our impressions are. You got a solid joker, Dave. I had a tough upbringing. My father. No. <laughs> he may be a drinker. <laughs> you got to do it the Adam West. You're going to do it. <laughs> Maybe a drinker. <laughs> But he's still a human being. <laughs> On October 11th, 2016, this is called More Like the Dark Knight Falls Flat. Oh, got him. Sick burn. An unending epic of mediocrity. 2.5 hours of an absurd villain, poor CGI over the top plot line and predictable reveal. The movie apparently grossed $1.6 billion. But my $3.99 rental fee was overpriced. It was only a bill. There was no Oh, darn. If you were hoping that The Dark Knight Rises would be the triumphant finale to The Dark Knight, look away. Go elsewhere. Remember Heath Ledger's final performance and let The Dark Knight rest where he lies. Also not Heath Ledger's final performance. That's the imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. So suck a fat one. Oh, I like that. I didn't have to defend that one. You did it for me. I got you. Final complete performance. He had passed away while filming, and then they used, was it Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell as the other versions yep. of him within the movie? And I'll assume Jake Gyllenhaal. Interestingly enough, Jared Leto. Is he in that? I don't think he's in that. Am I thinking of a different movie? Probably. Jude Law? Movie doesn't exist. Isn't Jude Law? Not, stop saying Jude Law. It's not Jude, Jude Law. Law. <laughs> I think it's Jude Law. <laughs> From August 1st, 2016, it's a customer service. The whole steel case was shattered and cracked. A steel case? Felt like I was in a Looney Tunes cartoon, like when a character opens an envelope and everything falls out of the package like broken glass and bits and pieces. How bad does your shipping have to be that your steel book is broken? I have two more. One's a quick one. Okay. Uh, This is the quick one from May 18th, 2015. The only redeeming quality of this movie is the music. Music's not bad at all. And it's all Zimmer this time. Straight Zim. Straight Zim. Nothing but Zim. But the last one I want to give you. From December 12th. 2012. Title. Avengers Rocked. Okay. This movie socked. Socked? Socked. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too long. What? Two hours, 45 minute movie? The villain was terrible. Anne Hathaway embarrassed Catwoman. Women. It's plural. Catwomen. Catwomen everywhere. And it's spaced. Everywhere. And Alfred was a little whiny bitch. All right. Nothing oh. fun about this movie. Oh, but this is nothing. Trout have more soul than this Batman. A trout is a fish for those of you apathetic morons reading this review. You're going to insult the people reading so the review? Breath, <laughs> so breath in the bat fart Gotham. Think about breathe. You've earned it. 
This movie was almost as good as Steel. However, you might say Shaq's acting was superb in comparison. This movie was only slightly better than, nope, can't think of a worse movie. Compared to this movie, Son of Mask kicked ass. Even John Ritter was a better hero at large. By the way, spelled by as in Superman style. Bye. Bye. Do you guano chomping movie review readers realize that idiot humans are causing the demise of the Chiroptera? What? Stop spelunking! You're spreading disease and killing off the bats. Bats are crucial in the maintenance of a healthy ecosystem. That's the end of this one. What? What What roller coaster ride did you just take me on? Wow. I like Bat Fart Gotham. That's, That's fun. That's totally fine with me. Uh, Alfred's a whiny little bitch. How dare you? Yeah, not cool. I pride myself, and I can't believe, shame on me, honestly, for going three straight movies without talking about how snarky this Alfred is. The snarkiest. Oh, King I snark. love this Alfred so yeah. much. He's not as snarky in this one. He's mostly just angry in this one. That's a good way to put his angry. Um, disappointed. I'm not mad at you, Bruce. Just disappointed. Do you think that this review has anything to do with the Dark Knight and the trolling that we talked about last week? Oh, uh, like 100. percent Yeah, maybe like all of maybe it. Maybe like a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you get into the spelunking and the bat guano, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're probably just being a troll there. Yeah, just a guano. The great white bat has great white guano. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> Can we do super stuff? Yeah, let's do super stuff. I think this might be a contentious super stuff. It might be. I'm going to come down to earth on it, so let's see what happens. Okay. Setting. I have issues with it. I know. I do too. Because it's Gotham, but it's not the same Gotham. We've changed Gotham too many times. different now. Gotham than the Where? first one and the second one. Both right, because in the second one, they changed Gotham because they wanted to clean it up. Right. Because it made sense to. Yeah. In this one, they did it for a production reason. We shot too much of Chicago. Which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If it still takes place in the same city. This is a bad Gotham to me. It's also Because this so, is just New York. Well, it's also... Do you Even think, though it's Pittsburgh. It's do you think that's tough Gotham. for us? It's a, yeah. Because we live so close to New York? that that's, It's, it's like, very possible. Maybe. But I, then... Yeah, I really don't like this Gotham. To film so much of this series in three different locations means there's other people who have the same issue with it. There's more people that have the same. Probably. Issue. I think the second one nails my Gotham in my head. I agree. And I parts think, of the first one really nail my Gotham. I think the too. first one got, nails my Gotham more than the second one, but same thing. I'll go 0.25. Yeah. It's not a good Gotham. It's not great. It'd be better if this was the second Gotham we saw, but this is now the third Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's too much. Come on, man. Stick to a Gotham. Right. Pick a Gotham and stay there. Style and tone. It's kind of recycled style. I feel like it's different. In what way? Daylight. That's huge, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tone. Then let's talk about tone. Let's talk about tone. The tone of this thing is pain. Pain. That's the theme as well. That's the theme. But. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. The, uh, you know what? I kind of like the tone because I do like seeing Gotham all fucked up. You yeah. know, you see like police cars piled on top of each other to make walls and stuff. Right. And I like how you feel that feeling of trapped, sort of. But nah, you know what? I don't because while everyone else is trapped in Gotham. Bruce Wayne is very far away from Gotham. Yeah. And I feel like you don't get that that trap feeling. Actually, thinking. He's at the bottom of a pit. He's yeah, not but he's, he's not anywhere close to Gotham. Them. Yeah. He is, but he's not trapped in what would make sense in the story. Is he trapped in his How own You have mind? all these cops trapped underground, but then you have Bruce Wayne trapped underground just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. 
So it's like, I get the juxtaposition of everyone being trapped, but... They're like R. Kelly in the closet. Come on out. Come on out, R. Kelly. Come on out, Tom Cruise. He's trapped in (laughs) He's actually in prison. I'll I'll go go 0.75. I think it's most of the way there, but something about it feels off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hero. I abstain. You abstain. For now. That's uh, mature of you, actually. Kevin, what do you think? Hero. Are we strictly talking about... The hero. The hero of the movie. Yeah, but... The hero, John Blake. That's what, was, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> John Blake does more to save the day in this movie than anybody. I agree, but... Uh, well... I'm abstaining. I'm abstaining. Except for the part where Bruce Wayne literally flies the bomb out over the, the bay. Uh, I guess it's a pretty big one. I'd say it's about a half of one. You'd say it's, it's a half? I'd say it's a half. I'd go three quarters. Because, yeah, I do think John Blake is actually more of a hero than anyone. Uh, Jim Gordon's doing hero things. Jim Gordon is doing hero things, but he also spends half the movie in a, in a hospital In a bed. weird, crazy mental state yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to go 0.5 on this thing. And that's coming from me. Because I think that Batman's kind of stupid in this thing overall. I don't think he's stupid. He's basically just training to physically punch a man in the face multiple times and just break his thing. Yeah. Break his respirator. He is a man that physically overpowers him. Yes. So it makes sense that he's building up to do that. He sacrifices I obviously himself. Obviously, it makes sense. And he part sacrifices of himself. That's he true. He doesn't, though. But then he's also still alive. So he's not Because really he fixed the autopilot six months earlier. <laughs> yeah, before he and ever. Didn't tell anyone. Before he even ever went to prison. He was already. But realistically, he had to try to fixed. escape the, the prison as well. Without a That's without true. a without a rope, so he's willing to put his life on the line for he his ha- city. He had a rope, yeah, but he had to abandon the rope to get out. That doesn't make him heroic. That just makes him smart because it was obviously not about the physical aspect of that. They openly say that overcoming challenges. Listen, I'm, I'm willing to go point five, and I think you know that's a stretch for me on this one. So take well, what you, take what you get. We'll go point five, even though Kevin and I both think it's probably point seven five. But why? Because Batman. Still that's, saves- that's why it's a point five, Brian, because of that. <laughs> Let's talk about villains. Who? I guess Talia Al Ghul. I want to say Bane, but I do too, and I, I'm willing to say Bane. But we've I would say Bane. Bane's henchy. But here's the thing: it's villains with an S. I'll say I'll put Bane in there. I will. He's the villain most of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, you even get moments where Dillian Murphy, Daggett, ah, is, he's is villainous. Yeah, he's villainous in the sense that. Star Wars Episode One. It's all about Trade Federation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> corporate espionage. It's right. like all these. He's movies. the new gun ray of this thing. Uh, for villains, I'm willing to go 0.5. Again, and it's for Bane. That 0.5 is all Bane. That lack of points is Talia Al Ghul. I think that twist is so stupid. I don't I think, think it's, it's so stupid. forced. I don't think it's forced it's so either. Fast. I think- it's so But they useless. tease it the whole movie. They do tease it the whole movie. But when you actually get that reveal, it's not a like a, oh, wow. It's kind of like a. But if you look at it, every scene finally, she's in where finally. Like, I was, and obviously knowing the twist ahead of time, actually rewatching the movie, uh, every scene she's in where I'm like, oh, man, she she knows this is happening. Yeah. Something like gets tripped. So somebody shows up. Bane right. shows up. When... She's subtly in every scene where somebody gets Right. Betrayed. And I think that's totally fine. But I just don't think that the payoff is very good. I think it's better than you're. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I'll go point seven five then. If you think it's better than I think it is, I think. But I also think, think that's, fair. that's only fair. fair. That's only fair. And I also think 
I think Bane's pretty. Bane Bane pretty carries awesome. this movie for a lot of it. Besides uh, well, the voice, yeah, because he's monologuing for years. And, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go point seven five. That's fine. Female characters. This runs into the same issue that all the movies in this trilogy do. There's, There's not, a not lot, enough. Not a lot, but uh, Selena Kyle's pretty great. But the two that are in it are pretty good. She's pretty great. Definitely the best we've seen yeah. so far in the trilogy. I don't care for Miranda Tate. I think when she goes to the Bone Zone with Bruce Wayne, yeah, it kind of out of left field. There's no rhyme or reason behind it, but it does have character motivation behind it. She is trying to fool him, build his trust. Exactly. It's yeah, it, it gets into a, a murky territory. It's there. one of those things where you shouldn't have to look back on the past. And say, oh, she completely right because story wise, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense Un- uh, until you find out that she's the the turncoat. Yeah. I'll go point five. Okay, I because I think Catwoman's awesome. Oh, Catwoman this. kicks she's all of the phenomenal. Ass she's uh, Anne Hathaway crushes every scene. Yeah, she's in. I just can't give it to Miranda Tate. I really, really can't. And being that there's only two in the movie, I think it's, it's fair important. Point yeah, yeah. five, and they both end up being love interests of Bruce Wayne, which is icky. It is icky, but good for Bruce. <laughs> good for Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> point five. Story and motivation. Upstain. I figured that was going to happen. Story and motivation, Kev. What do you think? It, I mean, it's tough. It is tough because the story—it's not whose motivation. Everybody's motivation. Save Gotham. It, yeah, it's either save Gotham or destroy Gotham. Those are the two motivations. Complete your father's legacy. Or... I like how that's pretty straightforward. Uh, actually, it's almost like it's both of theirs is to complete their father's legacy from both sides. Of course, because Bruce Wayne is just like man, tough surgery coming up. Tough gotta surgery, do it. Got to do it. Yeah. Uh, five months they waited to bomb Gotham. They sure did. That's terrible motivation. That's it's not, not a strong motivation. You know what? I don't think that has anything to do with motivation. I completely I think do because that's more story. Uh, not great then. <laughs> Either way, I won't abstain. Point two five. Point two five. Yeah, I think I like the theme of when you get knocked down, you get back up again. Yeah, never going to keep me down. Right. Uh, but pissing the night away. Ex- I think this movie is pissing its time away. Whiskey drink, vodka drink. We've done it all. Cider drink, right. vodka drink. It's not about balance. I mean, they talk about it multiple they times. They talk about they it multiple times, but I don't think it's anything about this movie. I'm a necessary evil. <laughs> I think that Bane you are reading evil. off your notes, and that's how much No, it's it in the movie. Matter. I think that's how much it doesn't matter that we haven't brought it up organically yet. <laughs> just haven't gotten around to it, you know? <laughs> you're right. We had to go through this all your points. I just don't, I just don't think We had to go through your list that you read off of an article. You're right. <laughs> I just don't think it's that Some low. I don't think it's that. Uh, what do you think, Brian? I want to go 0.5. And I would agree with that. Of course you would, you sheep. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> Music. It's loud. It is loud. It's unnoticeable to me. Hans Zimmer actually said that he agrees that the mo- the music is too loud in this movie. Yeah, I don't care for it. It's point two five. Poor, There's music in this poor, movie. I feel like the music is good. I don't. No? no? I feel like the music, some of the music in this movie is better, is the best of the trilogy. Really? Yes. The Oof. problem with it. The sound editing is, is terrible. This, the mix, the mix is awful. The mix is terrible. But you're telling me that this is a Back to the Future. You're just too loud type moment. Huey Lewis and the critics. Huey Lewis and the Bat Blues. Yeah, I'm going to be negative know. about this one. So just pick what you want. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. I think it's too loud, and I don't. I don't think it's great. I think whenever you get to the actual theme, it's pretty neat still. It's thrown in really good spots. Other than that, is un- yeah. unnoticeable to me. They do a lot of parallels in this one, where the song that plays is one that played in a very similar scene in the other movies. Like um, that's fine, but I'm still not even noticing it. Really, I'm not kidding about that. Oh, I definitely noticed it more so than I did in the other two movies. But again, probably because it was so loud. <laughs> I mean, I go point five if you really want to. I'm gonna go point five. It, I'm not gonna win that one. 
impact on the genre? Zero. Zero? Zero. You think it had no impact? Zero. Zero impact. Because, again, I asked you last week, and we both seen this, what did you remember from it? And the answer was, not too fucking much. I wouldn't say that. Did I say not too much? Not verbatim. But we had discussed what we even remembered about this thing. And it just, there was nothing to it. It's like little flashbulb moments of this movie that you really, that like stick with you. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's not like an overarching that, that feeling out, but behind it. Before rewatching it, if you had it be sit down and write out the plot, I would have been hard pressed to do so. Right. Yeah. And I also don't care for the fact that this movie ends with a quote unquote cliffhanger with Robin and uh, that it just doesn't even bother. I don't even know if that's meant to be a cliffhanger so much as it's it's meant to be a continuation of a character we just met who we only just gained ties to. It's it's more so that it's a it's showing that the symbol of Batman in Gotham will go on. It's not it's not like but it's gonna not do the symbol, but they're not talking about the symbol, they're talking about the man again. You either have to pick the symbol or the man. You cannot have it both ways. I, it is the symbol though. But it's not because it's a physical he man who had to physically the, he go up, to yeah, but the it's always cave. it's literally always a physical man though. He stands up in the cave at the but end. But there's, there's never there's never by. a time when it's not the man. There's lots of times this movie it's not the man when you have John Blake drawing the chalk drawings of the bat symbol at all these different locations. It's a lot like him just making his mark of like anarchy, motherfucker. Here we go. I'm anarching, but that's not, against the anarchists. That's not Batman though. That's that's not. But that's what the symbol changed to. Symbols take on different meanings. The point is symbols. I've seen, I've seen okay, the so, code. But then John Blake taking up the mantle and, you know, finding the Batcave, not symbolic. It's symbolic to to Bruce, if anything. It's not so much symbolic to John Blake because he's going to put on the suit one day. Yeah. And he's going to go kick some ass, presumably. Yeah. But it, that becomes not a symbol. It becomes another man. It becomes a passing of but the it's, torch. But here's if the it thing. were symbolic, it's a different it, man with a different broad. set of morals and a different code. But it's still the same symbol. But uh, th- you're making it sound like it's so. What I'm saying is it's not a cliffhanger. Ah, uh, I think it is. I think it's designed to be a cliffhanger, but it doesn't. It's designed also not to go anywhere, which is weird. It's like an, right. Uh, well, then by default, it's not a cliffhanger if it's not designed to go anywhere. What are we talking about? We're talking about impact on the genre. Zero. It's not. I don't think. I don't. I mean, this is say, a forgotten one. To say say that this group movie here. has no impact on the I, genre is I think categorically on its, false. On its own, maybe it's not as high, but I mean, it, it is the conclusion. We're of talking probably, about on its own, though. That's the thing. I know, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> We're I made, I made over a billion dollars, so I mean, right. that's it, because of what teed it up. So I mean, we ju- you just said that it's it's about the individual movie, though. And it I made completely a bill. agree, but the thing is, I'm saying the impact falls on the number on the two score that we gave last week. For impact on the genre. And And I think that whatever it was, is that teed it up entirely to this thing. I don't think it would be a zero, though. You're obviously going to watch the conclusion of whatever you just went through when you have the number two movie, which is so fucking monumental. You're obviously going to- Tell that to me in Lord of the Rings. You've never seen- Oh my- I saw the whole first one, and that was all I needed. But you didn't like it. That's the whole thing. Everyone loved the second one. The second bat flick here. I thought you were talking about- Second Lord not of the Rings. Bad I was like, not so much. <laughs> it's a little slow. Admit it, but fine. Even the trees walked in that movie. They sure did. That's the joke. Brian's asleep. Oh. Because uh. there's a zero for impact on this movie. So, 0.25? 0.25. Fair. That's fair. Dave wanted us Parents. to go for it. They're still dead. Now, here's the thing. We gave a zero last week, and I don't think we should have. Four. Because his parents are dead. Yes. We just didn't see them die on screen. That's important, though. And I said this um, earlier. That's very important for us. Because if it we d- if we did that, then we would have given Batman 66 six a one. 
Because his parents are dead. No, but they never mention it. So You're right as far that. as we know, can, canonically, they could be alive. Right. Here, we know they're dead. We just don't see them. But in this movie, we do see picture. a picture of them. Not only a picture, we, we get a, a flashback, flashback. Of, of his father coming uh, down the... This is going to be a weird one because we just try to put some sort of science and math behind it. Yeah. We but, can't. Nope. I want to go 0.25. I think that's fair. But also, <laughs> but also <laughs> Alfred being yeah, the, the father figure. I was there when you were born. I Alfred raised you. Alfred is very much a father figure. He is throughout. a grandfather. But, he's but like he survives his... the whole thing. Yep. He does a great so, job of living. He he is in the last scene so, of the movie. Get so busy living or get busy living. One-liners. Go ahead, Bri. A lot of this one falls on Bane. Um, and it's not so much what he says, it's how he says it. Yep. That being said. <laughs> uh, sounds like a zero. I was born into the darkness. You merely adopted it. Adopt yourself a zero. I don't think it's a zero. It's not good. There's nothing good in this thing. For one-liners. You have, it's monologues. You know what? Yes, lots of monologues. That's get, all I will is. give you. Monologues are not one-liners. They no. are one-liners no, you know strewn together to create a fucking eternity of a man talking like this. I don't know how to segue this, but something, 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 and then you have my permission to die. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be that to be a sick burn on you, but I couldn't. I didn't know how to. Because there's no one-liners to even lead up to that. I mean, that is the one-liner. That's the end of the line of whatever. Dave just, out of principle, refused to give a one to anything in this movie. Anything. It's not out of principle. It was on principle. No, not out of principle. It's not out of principle. You don't think anything in this movie deserved a one? No. Nothing. No. I'd say the closest that we get to- in this movie at all. I would say the closest that we would get to a one in this movie is female characters. That's the one you give a .5. Yeah, because Miranda Tate sucks. She's not that good in this thing, but I'd say that's the closest we get because Catwoman's that good in this. So you're saying it should be a 0.75? No. What I'm that's saying fine. is that that's the closest <laughs> I think we would get to getting a one. So if that twist, I could agree. So I could agree with the zero on one-liners. Then I would say it, it there was you go. a heavy-handed. It didn't help that when they announced her casting, people automatically assumed she was going to be Talia Al Ghul. Correct. Which, like, that's on the fandom. That's not. Completely agree. So, The Dark Knight Rises. What'd you give one-liners? Zero, because, Dave. But you didn't fight it too hard. I gotta, everyone, everyone I gotta agree fought, with that one. Every other one you fought, you've you've raised it. Yeah. So, I think it's a, I think it's a proper That's zero. That's fine. Uh, total score for The Dark Knight Rises is a, I think, too low. Four, two, five. I'd say it's appropriate. I don't What's it fall between? So. Uh, what's it fall between? Yeah. It's the same score as X2. Which some people would say is pretty good company. Hmm. Would they? Some would. Wrong people? Oh, so you say it's, that's not right. <laughs> that is the same score. Yeah, I completely don't think it's the same score, but still, I'd much rather watch this the next two. Yeah, for sure. Why, you don't feel so united? No, no one did in that thing. That's a movie's a fucking mess. Comes in just below Toxic Avenger. That's appropriate. Toxic Avenger, way too low on the list. <laughs> way too low. Still the most enjoyable movie we watched on this. Very enjoyable. <laughs> I can't deny that. What are we talking about next week? Well, after all this seriousness, I think we need to get a little lighthearted. We're going to go with the Lego Batman. Hell yeah. Lego It's our last Batman. one in Bill Arnett. Too. Yeah. Closing out Batman. It's my Batman. That's <laughs> that's what everyone says. Bookending it with the silly ones. It's not, it's not a trick, Michael. It's an illusion. <laughs> oh, no. There's going to be so much arrested development. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot. Prepare yourself. Can't wait. Forbes Fictional 15. Where do you move to? Let's not go through the whole list. Just tell me where you move to. 
He went back to number eight. Thrilling. Yeah. It's about as thrilling as this movie. It makes yeah. sense. Smaug is now number one. So. Oh, wow. There you go. Dragon Gold's got thing. a lot of money. Great. If you want to fight with Dave on the Super Stuff score, you can send your opinions to katepodcasters at gmail.com, or you can Facebook message or tweet him to at katepodcasters. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can write review on whatever podcast medium you listen on. And thanks for listening. Don't forget to keep listening after you hear that final song for all the post-credits fun. It's when we're the most inebriated. For sure. When the libations have been flowing and the nonsense is at an all-time high. Next week. We're talking Lego Batman. So we'll see you next week. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So that's The Dark Knight Rises. Dave, what do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens is we get that little scene where Bruce Wayne's he's lost it all. He's completely destitute. And he goes back to Wayne Manor. He can't even get in the door because never had to have keys before all that stuff. Right. He's just, I'm, I'm poor now. Ah, my <laughs> Lamborghini. I now drive a Honda Civic. It's very <laughs> economic. Fun. But he walks inside. He goes to Alfred because Alfred's still there in this version of it. And he goes, Alfred. I've lost it all. I don't know what to do. And Alfred gives him a note and he says, This is from your father. Just, re- just read it. Just read it. It's from your father. And he reads it. And he opens up the note and all it says is, There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. Kev, what do you think happens? So the credits are rolling. Cuts to black. Music starts. MGMT's kid starts playing. Fades in to Lucius Fox in the lit. Batcave, wearing the Batman suit, no cowl, <laughs> dancing to the song and playing with the nipples on the bat suit, <laughs> just touching himself. <laughs> That's that is not what Lucius Fox sounds like. It would be silky. You're right. Well, he wouldn't be singing the song. The song is just on. You don't know that. Oh, you're right. He seems like the type to sing along. Brian, what do you think happens? I think we cut to the future. And we've got a Joseph Gordon-Levitt Batman out in the field. And he's on the comms with somebody. We don't know who he's talking to. But he's like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm all alone out here. And we cut back to the Batcave. And there's Danny Glover sitting there. He's like, you got an angel with you right now. 